My name is Sarah. And I'm Andrew. And we are the hosts of the Disciples Mike podcast, a podcast produced by Woodbury Lutheran Church in Woodbury, Minnesota. And today we are kicking off season two. We're going to get to know my new co-host, Pastor Andrew Asp, campus pastor at Concordia Academy. And we're going to get to know him the only way that I know how, through ridiculous questions. So sit back, get ready. This is the Disciples Mike. Cool fade out of the music. I, you know, I tried. It's like professionalism. I will see what happens once you listen to it back. Uh, yeah. Well, just just uh, know that that's probably going to be the only compliment that I give you the entire podcast. Just. So <laughs> I would expect nothing less from you. Correct. Um, but hi, everybody. Hi. Welcome to season two of the Disciples, Mike. It's been a while. It has. Um, August was the last episode we recorded. Yeah. With Vicar Daniel. And I listened to that episode. Yeah. And I noticed that you mentioned like five times that there was going to be episodes in September. So why didn't that happen? So you know, you weren't the only person. I've had a lot of congregation members be like, Sarah, you promised us September. Right. It is October now. Right. But now here we are. Here we are. It's October. It is. It's October. And this might actually be released in December. But <laughs> who knows? At this rate, who knows? Who knows? Um, so I have a new co-host because our my former co-host had the nerve to go back to seminary. The nerve. The nerve. He had the nerve to finish out his seminary education. Yeah. Is master of divinity. Who does that? <sighs> Jerks, that's who. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Pack up and move back to St. Louis and get a degree and, you know. Then maybe come back here. Maybe. That's what happens for some of us. <laughs> That's what happens to a lot of you guys, actually. <laughs> There's a lot of you that end up back in the cities. Or once they know that you can handle the Minnesota cold, they just like, they typecast you. <laughs> they typecast you and just ship you back yeah, there. You look like you can handle the cold. Get on up there. <laughs> That's what they said to me. Uh, so our, our my new co-host, not ours, but I guess it could be ours. My new co-host is, is Pastor Andrew. Do I have to call you Pastor the entire... Uh, esteemed reverend. Oh, that's right. We talked about this. Yep. Um, I'm not going to do that. Okay. So we have we have Andrew Asp, who was a vicar here in 2020. 20, 20, 20. <laughs> 2020. 2020 to 2021. Correct. There we go. Okay. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's that's it. Mm-hmm. Um, and he he also had the nerve to go back to seminary. Um, but now he's back at at Concordia Academy. Had the um, nerve. He, back he he had the nerve to come back too, uh, but he has so graciously dis- accepted the position of my co-host. Yes, um, <laughs> you know, graciously is definitely the word for it. I have to say, uh, not to toot my own horn or anything, but uh, uh, no, I'm actually excited to I'm excited to be back here and to be part of this podcast. Uh, I loved my time here at Woodbury Lutheran. Did you know though, Sarah? That, uh, Probably. <laughs> I learned that this is, I don't know if this is, a, I, actually, to be clear, I don't know if this is an actual title or if this is just something that, like, it, like, was made up, uh, but okay. I'm pretty sure it's an actual title. Um, my title, or my relationship with Woodbury Lutheran would actually be Vicar Emeritus. Doesn't that sound, like, official? I didn't know, but Emeritus is, like, you retired. Yeah, but... So, like, one thing I learned at the very end of, like, your vicarage, the, all the vicars that Woodbury Lutheran has had, yeah. like, or actually, I guess this was the start of my vicarage, they, like, send you a letter, like, the letter to the next vicar. Okay. Right? And then you sign it, Vicar Emeritus, at yeah. the end, which I was like, okay, the guy who was before me was kind of full of himself to refer to him as that. <laughs> but then, but then <laughs> what I found out at the end of my vicarage was that... Uh, I like found all the letters like from yeah. the last 20 vicars or whatever and they all did it. And they so all did I'm emeritus. Like, yeah, so then I was the guy who was full of himself at the end when I signed for Vicar Daniel who followed me. Yeah. I said, Vicar Emeritus, Andrew Asp. Huh. Anyway. I so thought that that meant that you just, like my mom would be considered emeritus because she retired. Right. I just thought it was like a, a real thing, not when you left your internship. Well... <laughs> In a way, isn't leaving your internship like retiring from your internship? Yeah, retiring from your internship, but not retiring, period. True. It's actually kind of the opposite of retiring, sort of like the start of your career. 
What's the opposite of emeritus? Pemeritus? Emeritnot. <laughs> Emeritnot. That's it. That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> nope. Because it's not emerit yes. Because then it would be emerit no. Yeah. But none of these words are actually words. Well, we'll look it up. Yeah. We'll, we'll look up the opposite Do of... Do we have a team for something like that on this podcast? Uh, it's James Bogart, our yeah. worship arts guy. <laughs> Great. Let's get James on that. He's, James. Our, he's our fact checker. Yeah. <laughs> Figure it out and then text me when you listen to this episode, James. Exactly. Please. Um, so we, we need to get to know you a little bit, Andrew. Um, some people do know you. And in fact, when we were talking about it at staff meeting today, um, the amount of staff members that both didn't know that you were the one who was coming on board um, and were incredibly excited that you were the one that was coming on board was everyone. Oh, that's good. Yeah. So none of the staff listens to this podcast. Because <laughs> you clearly <laughs> announced it at the very end of last season. Well, they may have only listened to the first part. Right. And then abandoned ship once Daniel said he wanted to be the Kim Kardashian of the LCMS. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would too. I mean, it's a miracle that I listened past that part as well. But Which is, I think, my favorite line. All like 20 plus episodes we did, Daniel saying that was my favorite. Right. Kim Kardashian of the LCMS. I really hope he's listening. Let's be honest. He's Chloe at best. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. I don't, I know, I don't know I what know that is either. Chloe, one other Kardashian and I think it's Chloe. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. He's the one who's most likely to be married to an NBA star. Yeah. Sure. I guess. Cool. <laughs> I think that's Chloe. I also don't know the Kardashians. Yeah. Well, that makes two of us. Great. Okay. So um, when I was thinking of how I wanted to introduce you, I... I thought the only way I know how to is by asking really stupid questions. Great. Because that's, that's the only way to truly get to know someone. Yeah. Um, but we'll start normal and then go ridiculous. Uh, so first, Andrew, introduce yourself and everything that led to you becoming campus pastor at Concordia Academy. It was a cold <laughs> and rainy night. <laughs> no. Um, yeah, so um, introduce myself. We already kind of did that. So I'm Andrew Asp. I am a uh, the former vicar from Woodbury Lutheran. And uh, what a lot of people know, actually, when I was talking about the snow thing, it reminded me of this uh, kind of funny thing. When I was a vicar here, that people would come up to me and tell me, like, oh, are you getting used to the cold yet as the vicar? And then I would always tell them... I, I would be like, I'm actually, I'm actually from here, so yeah, like I'm, I'm familiar <laughs> with the cold, and I'm serious. It was like letting the wind out of people's sails. <laughs> they didn't know what to say to you after that. Yeah, Minnesota <laughs> people love talking about how cold it is here, and especially to people who aren't from here. Oh yeah, they're like, yeah, do you love the snow and the cold? And so when I was like, oh no, I'm from here, so I already know it. They were like, they conversation over. They just like, walked away. Yeah. So that's a <laughs> long-winded way of me saying I'm from here. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I am from uh, Minneapolis uh, originally. So I bor uh, born and raised here in Fridley, Minnesota. Um, I went to Lutheran grade schools growing up, uh, Prince of Peace uh, in Spring Lake Park. And then I was eventually went to Concordia Academy in Roseville, um, which is where I graduated from. That's where I met my lovely wife. We've been married for uh, seven years now. She is couple. your better half. She is my yes. better half. Yep. Uh, she likes Sarah more than I like Sarah. Oh my Sarah, gosh. So, you know. I love Maddie more than I love you. Yeah. Well, it's, I mean, most people do. So <laughs> bring up some hurtful wounds, but that's fine. Uh, but Should yeah. be used to it by this point. <laughs> exactly. So yeah, I met my wife, Maddie, uh, at Concordia. We have a lot of really good memories there and is a really good place for us and everything like that. Uh, then went uh, kind of our separate ways during college. We uh, did the long distance thing and went to college. Uh, I went in Mankato. She went to... Sioux Center, Iowa, and then um, we got married right after college. We hung out here for a few years while she got her master's in social work and then eventually decided to go off to seminary uh, in St. Louis. We went down to St. Louis for a couple of years, and then uh, when it came time to talk about where we should go to, to do vicarage, um, we were talking to the, the placement director, and it actually kind of turned out that Maddie was licensed as a social worker in only Missouri at that time and Minnesota. And we were kind of looking at the types of churches that were just going to be a good fit and um, where, you know, kind of I could use uh, some of my skill set and, um, yeah, just be at a place that I, I liked. And what we ended up finding out was that there wasn't really a great fit like that. There was more churches in the Missouri area, 
but there wasn't a great fit for us. And so what we ended up doing was we got called back here. Uh, Woodbury was the type of church that we wanted to be at. Uh, and so we came back here. We were uh, we were placed uh, for our vicarage year here in Woodbury. We lived um, in the townhouse that uh, we have here and did the whole vicarage thing. And we loved every minute of it. We loved the Woodbury community. We loved everything about um, about being here and about uh, being part of Woodbury. We love, honestly, the biggest thing I love about Woodbury is is kind of our mission, vision, and values, which I'm excited for us to be able to talk about a little bit more here mm -hmm. um and we met some awesome people and sarah um <laughs> while we were here <laughs> we we had a lot of fun together while yes. while you guys were here so the reason that we're probably co-hosting a podcast i was thinking about this is just the times that i would come back to my office <laughs> at, at uh, the valley creek campus and sarah would just be sitting on the floor <laughs> Like waiting for for me to chat, and then we would chat for a while or whatever about <laughs> stupid stuff. Uh, and so yeah, so yeah. Um, despite what I will usually say about Sarah, I actually like Sarah. Whoa! Uh, I know you better record it and listen to it's it. On that's gonna be your uh, ringtone whenever you text me. <laughs> I actually like. I Sarah. actually like yeah. Sarah. <laughs> right. Despite despite what it sounds like when I usually talk about her. Um, but yeah, so we uh, we were at Woodbury and um, kind of this weird circumstance where Dean Donovan, who is our uh, campus pastor at Oak Hill, was at Concordia. He was going to be leaving Concordia and being at uh, Oak Hill kind of full time at, at Woodbury as he finished up the SMP program. Um, and so Concordia was kind of looking for somebody to fill in his place um, there and, and sort of some of the roles that he did with chapel and teaching uh, theology and, and the like. And um, so basically they, sort of towards the end of my uh, time at Woodbury, I got a call from uh, Tim Berner, who's the principal over at Concordia, and asked if I kind of wanted to uh, be involved in this role uh, in this way. And so um, kind of what, what he was, his idea of it at that time was to be campus pastor, which was sort of a, a new old position is what I call it, because um, Tim was actually called as the campus pastor back when he was originally called out of seminary, um, which was a while ago now. But uh, over time, he his his position sort of transitioned into being head of school and the principal uh, over there. And so, um, yeah, so he said, so we're looking to maybe kind of revamp that position or make that a, a new position again. And so, um, so yeah, they called me to Concordia through the call process. Um, you know, we got placed back here, and uh, we're really excited because uh, Concordia, like I said, is where my wife and I both went to school, and uh, we love that place, and it's a it's been a great place for us uh, as well. Uh, and the kind of extra benefit is that we also get to be back here and be still involved in around the Woodbury community and doing stuff like this uh, as well. So uh, we're excited to be able to kind of have the best of both worlds to be back in close proximity with both things. So yeah, it's been great so far. I sometimes, like when I have memorable first interactions with people, that's what I remember. And I remember that my first... the definition of memorable, Sarah. Good job. When I have memorable interactions <laughs> with memorable, people... I remember them. That's what I remember. Yeah. Good job. There yes. we go. Uh, but like sometimes my, my first interactions with people is normal. Like, hi, I'm Sarah. Nice to meet you. Other times they're not. Um, like when I introduced myself to you, I don't know if you're going to remember this, but it was parking lot worship because you came in August of 2020 yep. and um, I walked up to you and I said, hi, my name is Sarah Dibbern. I'm one of the DCEs here at Woodbury Lutheran and we're going to be friends. Oh yeah. No, that sounds right. That's on brand. But didn't you rollerblade up to me? Were you on rollerblades? Yeah. I was on rollerblades. I had just gotten an inflatable alien costume and I rollerbladed up to you, introduced myself and said we were going to be friends. That entire Okay, that entire <laughs> interaction is like not normal for other people, <laughs> but like for Sarah it's like check 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 like all of that makes sense all of it is on brand i had just bought an inflatable alien costume. no i had been gifted an inflatable oh, alien costume there's a difference there is obviously. a difference yeah right yes that sounds exactly right and i think that um you were the first person to like call ceremony when we were placed at woodbury like you were the first person to send me a friend request basically as well 
Uh, which, yep. yeah, I mean, it, it's I expected nothing less than for you to roll up and say, we're going to be friends. Yeah. So, and turns out that was kind of true because you're friends with my wife. Yes. I'm friends with your wife first. Correct. Space, space, space. I'm friends with your daughter. <laughs> space, space, space. That's true. And then you. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Your, my daughter uh, calls Sarah Emoji Sarah because uh, <laughs> our favorite her favorite activity to do when she sees my wife's phone is, Mom, can I uh, send emojis to Sarah? And she just takes out, you know, a random text message and texts emojis to Sarah. So your emoji, Sarah. Congratulations. My emoji selection is really weird now after sending them back to, yeah, to Maddie true. to show Claire. Um, it's... It's all thrown off. My normal emojis aren't there. I have to look for them, but you know. That's, that's good. I'm glad that my daughter is, you know, uh, messing up your emoji selection. <laughs> These are the priorities you need to have in life. It really is. Um, speaking of emojis, here's, here's your first question to help the listeners get to know you a little bit better. Perfect. Would you rather have a pool of jello or melted marshmallows? Oh, this is not even close. No? Je- I hate melted marshmallows. Why do you hate melted okay. marshmallows? No, jello okay. for sure. Okay. Like, so uh, two thoughts. First thing, jello, I feel like a pool of jello wouldn't be as like supportive as you'd think it would be. <laughs> like, I feel like you'd jump into a pool of jello and you'd like just fall to the bottom. Okay. Like, weirdly. I don't know why I think that, but I think that's how it would go. Um, uh melted marshmallow if it like so s'mores at like a campfire yeah like can't do it because it's like they get it, the stickiness on my hands and like to imagine that to imagine like being completely submerged in stickiness like uh-huh. that which not not like jello is going to be much better but like melted marshmallow stickiness gross i'm out so not even close so J- jello is where it is, I guess. See, what would make me nervous about the melted marshmallow, um, have you ever dove into a foam pit? Yeah, like at Sky Zone. Yeah. yeah. That makes me nervous because I can't get out easily. Yeah. And so melted marshmallow, I think I would get nervous that I would drown. Yeah, you probably would. And I don't want to have death by marshmallow be how I go. Yeah. I mean, there are worse ways to go, I suppose, but... Death by Marshmallow is not great. And also, are we talking like, is it hot? Because you're specifically like, you're not saying like the jar of like marshmallow, like whatever. The fluff. The fluff stuff. (laughs) You're saying melted marshmallow, which to me sounds like. Someone went ahead and lit it on fire. Right. Let it cook for a bit. Yes. And then you went and jumped in it. Yeah, exactly. And so I'm not only going to be sticky, but I'm going to have like third degree burns all over me as well. So no thanks. I'll take the jello all day, every day. See, when I think of the Jello, I just watched again. Um, hold on. I can think of the real name. Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs. In the Dibbern family, my uh-huh. mom calls it in case of spaghetti balls. <laughs> <laughs> and so I have to legitimately think what it's called every time I do it. Because uh, once we, me and my friends were in one of my other friends' wedding and we didn't have anything to do after the rehearsal dinner. And so we're like, oh, we'll go watch a movie in our hotel room. Of and so my parents were there and my mom walks by and she goes, what are you guys watching in case of spaghetti balls? <laughs> Which is like spaghetti balls are not even a thing. I mean, I mean, come on, Jane, do better. That's all I got to say. So that's what I think whenever I think of that movie. Yeah. Um, but there's that scene in Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs where they go swimming in a pool of jello. Yeah. And that seems better. You're, you're saying this as if everyone <laughs> should have seen this movie, Sarah. It's like 10 out of 10. It slaps. Oh, it slaps. Huh? It slaps. Okay. Well, uh, put it on my list. I got to go home and watch In Case of Spaghetti Balls. <laughs> please do it uh it checks out um okay so next one if you could only eat one food for the rest of your life what food would it be oh no <laughs> is that a hard question wait for you? did you hold on did you start wait okay i guess you did ask a serious question first i thought you said we were going to start with serious questions first and then no the serious one was you introducing yeah, yourself no. and after that all bets were I off up on that and then but for a second <laughs> i was like did you think these were the serious <laughs> questions like I can't wait till we get to the ridiculous ones, but <laughs> I actually have them swapped in my brain. Um, I would do like I think steak is my obvious go-to answer mm. because it's like so good. But 
man, there's too many good, like mashed potatoes and gravy are so good. Dude, mashed potatoes is going to be my answer. Really? Yeah. No way. It's adorable. So like, you know how normal uh, third and fourth grade kids or whatever, this is about the age, I don't know exactly what age I was, have like a birthday party and they have like pizza. Yeah. You know, like. You just wanted mashed potatoes and gravy at your birthday party. I had fried chicken, (laughs) mashed potatoes and gravy at my birthday party from specifically Bob's Produce Ranch in Fridley, Minnesota. Good. They have excellent chicken. Um, They're not a sponsor of this uh, podcast. Yet. Yet. But yet. if we talk about my fourth grade <laughs> birthday enough, maybe. So yes, we had uh, we had fried chicken, mashed potatoes, and gravy, and then we played flag football for <laughs> hours. What a great combination! So anyway, uh, what? Yeah. How old were you? Third or fourth grade? I don't know. Third, fourth, fifth grade. Somewhere okay, in there. good. Yeah, <laughs> it's last year actually. <laughs> I, honestly, I would love that. That would be a great birthday party right now. Like Bob's chicken, mashed potatoes. And flag football. Don't you have a birthday coming up? I don't know. I <laughs> okay, great. <laughs> I think you do in October. Do. It's in October. Yeah. yeah. But depending on when you're listening to this podcast, it could be coming up or it could be not coming up. Ooh, time warp. Yep. See. So that'll be your birthday party this it's, year. It's, <laughs> that's exactly it. I better. I, I expect that for my birthday party. Yes, October 29th is my birthday. So that's when it's coming up. It's a very spooky birthday. It is a very spooky birthday, spooky season, but reformation is what we talk about in the Lutheran church. <laughs> that's, that's, that's fair. So mashed right. potatoes and gravy is what you would, yeah, or would, steak. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but there's so many other good options too. So, but yeah, I would say mashed potatoes and gravy. I would say mashed potatoes and gravy. I saw a TikTok the other day of uh, a woman that had a mashed potato bar at yeah. her wedding Ooh. and like she had it out during cocktail hour. And you would get little like martini glasses and you would make. Oh, that's clutch. Like. What a cool idea too. I think I'm going to do that. You have to. Like, and then you just have like different mashed potato toppings. Yeah. I want a loaded baked potato, but I want it to not be a baked potato. I want to be a mashed potatoes. Because the skin's just getting in the way. Totally. I actually (laughs) so agree with that. It's not even funny. Yes. I end up just taking my baked potato and basically making it into a mashed potato anyway. So it's like, why? It's like mashed potatoes but work you know so like i'll take the mashed potatoes please i will say there was once where i rolled up a mashed like a a baked potato like i i filleted it and (laughs) i don't know if those are the proper words yeah you fillet potatoes obviously (laughs) and then i rolled it up and and ate it like skin yeah yeah i know people do that but like yeah it took me a little bit i had to mature into it (laughs) maybe you're just not mature enough yet clearly into it what what a life goal <laughs> mature into eating the potato skin roll up the potato skin and eat it anyway and at this point no one's listening to this podcast I, anymore <laughs> we are losing listeners left and right there is no way people listen to this okay so then we'll switch to serious perfect great uh favorite bible verse and no, why don't ask people this no why because like okay if you ask if you ask not people like i don't know like there's too many good ones to choose. So okay. like I, my answer to this, because you get asked this a lot yeah. like as a pastor, you're like, it's like people's like, oh, what's your favorite Bible verse? And it's honestly, it's like not what's my favorite Bible verse like in general, but like what's your what's your favorite Bible verse uh, right now? And so I, if I had to say something right okay, now. Okay, fine, right now. Okay. <laughs> so I just recently taught on this, but Colossians 1 uh, we're talking about Jesus being the the visible image of the invisible God and talking about how the fullness of God is pleased to dwell uh, in the person of Christ. That is currently what I am uh, digging as far as the Bible is concerned. Because uh, I think it's a cool idea um, that we get to talk about, like, Jesus. We a lot of times talk about him as a person. We talk about, how, about his work that he did and everything. Um, but I think that we sometimes forget about kind of the the incredible statement it is to say that he is, you know, fully divine, fully man, like in one, that all of God, the creator of the entire universe, this thing that is outside of creation, uh, puts himself into creation. And not only that he does that, but that he does that um, sort of in a happy attitude, if that mm. makes sense. Yeah. He's pleased to dwell. He is not just, 
He doesn't just do it because he has to or because he is begrudgingly or something like that, but he's actually pleased to dwell in, inside of Christ because I think that also says something about the person of Jesus and how well he does life and things and why we should follow him and stuff. So anyway, I could geek out on that for a long more time. But A long more time? A long more time, <laughs> yes. A lot more time or a long time or whatever. So Can I tell you why I really like that passage? Yes. Um, because I feel like it's the I am statements of the New Testament. I am statements. Oh, yeah, yeah. So like all of, all of the times of the Old Testament when, well, I guess in the burning bush when Moses says, who will, who should I say sent me? And yeah. you will say, I am has sent you. Yeah. And how the I am covers everything. And so when I read Colossians 1, that's what I'm reading is the I am statements of, yeah. of Jesus, of especially the I am the visible. He is the visible image of the invisible God. Right. Like, yeah. really? That's it. Yeah. It's all of it. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, and I love the, I love the idea that God calls himself that, like he chooses to label himself as that too. Right. Yeah. And so that, and, and it's all wrapped up in Jesus as one thing. So, so do you have a favorite Bible verse or is that now your favorite Bible verse? Cause that was such a good answer. <laughs> I mean, I, I always love reading that, that verse. Um, but I think there's either, uh, like the low hanging fruit for me would be the Awake O Sleeper from Ephesians five because mm-hmm. I have that tattooed on my arm. So obviously I would like you it. You have to. Yeah. Um, but I really like what comes after that. So the end it's after the armor of God, where it's Paul finishing out his letter and saying, uh, pray also f- pray also for me that I will be able to make known the mystery of the gospel for yeah. which I am an ambassador in chains. Yeah. And so the whole um, the whole just making known the mystery of the gospel. And I remember seasons of of life, like when I was on internship, that first popped up and and just the amount of times that in that scenario, sometimes I felt uh, the weight of all that was I was going through at that moment, mm. but that my calling was still to make known the the mystery of the gospel. Uh, to those students in that context is like, it's one of those verses where I'm like, yeah, that was a pretty defining verse yeah, totally. for me in my life. Yeah. And I think that, I think that like, that is like the mystery of the gospel is happening to you at that time too. Yeah. Right? Like, yep. It's still your job to proclaim it to these kids, but like it, it's also working on you during those hard times. And it yep. is, it is continuing to be the grace that kind of fuels you through those times in a lot of situations, depending on kind of what you're going through, whether it's what you're going through on internship and other stuff or other hard times in life too. So yeah, yeah, super good. Speaking of hard times. Yes. If you had to be a villain from any movie, which one would you pick? That transition actually worked. That was, that was impressive. It worked more than most of my transitions. Villain would I be? Yeah. Villain would I be? So I'm not so like I am totally a hero person. Like, <laughs> you can't I even bring yourself stopped. to pick I, a villain. Yeah, I should have just stopped at hero. I'm totally <laughs> a hero. No, but like you know, the, there's like people who are like I love this villain. Uh, um, I'm not like that person typically. Uh-huh. I have to choose. I so I I think that um, I think that like. Scar from The Lion King would be my this is the first one that popped in my mind. Yeah. Because that's my favorite movie. Uh Lion King is your favorite movie? Yeah, all time. Yeah. Super good. It's uh, real sad. Why is that sad? The scene with Mufasa dying. Okay. Don't be you, this is why you and Maddie are friends. Okay. <laughs> because like so so my yeah. wife won't watch movies that are sad because they're sad. And it's okay. Like, it's not about the sadness of it. It's about the whole like arc of the entire like movie plot it's the experience it's the yeah. roller coaster yeah you know it's like we won't watch marley and me in my house because uh she's like well, i know that the spoiler alert the dog dies at the end and i'm like well yeah that's the point that's what makes it a good movie like the emotional roller coaster of the love of this dog and we're getting off topic anyway the side bone you can edit that out right because she doesn't <laughs> have to hear that i said that she doesn't like those anyway. no i would like on principle will not watch a movie if i know the dog's gonna die see that's, i can't do it i think that's so ridiculous i will watch all of the other movies 
all of the other movies. <laughs> Every w- single Saving yeah. Private Ryan, right. I'll watch that. The dog dies Sh- in that one too. Shawshank Redemption. <laughs> yeah. I'll watch all these movies. I won't watch any movies that have dogs dying in it. So wait, so I guess the first thing that I went to is like Disney movie villains. And I didn't think of other like villains in other movies. I mean, the Disney ones are probably the lowest hanging fruit. That's true. I thought Hades looked really cool. Dude, I was going to say Hades. Yeah. Yeah. In Hercules. But then I wasn't sure if I could make that. Right. Because basically the devil or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I know. And this is like a Christian podcast or whatever. (laughs) It is like a Christian podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Or whatever. Uh, but yeah, the he he just has super. I thought like the flaming blue hair. Yeah, and then like when he gets mad, it like turns red and stuff like that. I thought that was kind of fun. Um, but yeah, that's the only. Those are for some reason those two are the only ones that are like popping into my head right now. So lame answer on that one. Sorry. Serious Black, not Serious Black. Severus oh, Snape. Wait, Severus Snape. Does that count as a villain though? Because he started as a villain. Okay. But we didn't know his heart the whole but time. He ends up being the hero. Exactly. So that's so that's like a that's totally a cop out answer because he's not a villain. So like that's uh, I would say absolutely that's my favorite villain. Then like I <laughs> jump on that bandwagon. You know, <laughs> I was trying to think of something like that. I'm like, there's got to be some villain who ends up being like the good guy in the end. You yeah. Know? Uh, oh no, best answer ever, Ralph from Wreck-It Ralph. Done. Oh. He's sure. the, he is literally the villain. Yeah. And then he ends up being a good guy at the end. He is the best villain. I think Wreck-It Ralph is one of the most creative Disney movies. Super creative. Yeah. When he says the like villain, like whatever it is, the 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 code or whatever that they say uh-huh. at the end and he's like, I'm good and that's bad. And he's like sailing to like save the day and sacrifice himself. Oh. Heave cry. I mean, honestly, so good. Anyway. Are you yeah. one to cry in movies? <coughs> Excuse me. Not really, no. Are I you one to cry, period? Um, I am now that I have a daughter, yes. So, like, literally, I don't know what it is about my tear ducts or whatever. <laughs> but, like, literally, I was not very, like, I would never really cry uh, until I had a daughter. And now it's, like, literally anything daughter related or like whatever makes me cry like get teary get misty the whole thing it's it is it's something changed in my physiology to make me a crier now that i have a daughter so but it's not like everything it's just at like specifically father daughter type things yeah like i'm a goner so anyway there you go so if i want to make you cry on this podcast i'll just Reference something, father and daughter. Yes, that's exactly what you need to do. Like, <laughs> I don't even know. I can't even come up with a good example at this exact moment, but yes. Okay, great. That's, that's, a, that's actually the goal for season two, my friends, is to make Andrew cry yes. while we're recording. Yeah. You could do the same, but it would probably take more work. I, do you think that you're more of a crier than I am? Oh my gosh, no. Really? I cry, like all the time. No, I don't cry at all. Oh, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, but even like <laughs> there's very few things that make me cry. Yeah. And so that's what I'm saying. I think you're more of a crier now than I am. Like mm. we were probably same level. Yeah. And that's why that's what I thought. I'm like, I can't recall a time where I've seen you cry. But like we were probably same level and then I had a daughter and now I'm a I'm a mess. <laughs> I am a mess of human being now, so it's fine. High school boys. If they cry in front of me, oh. I can't say no. That's like, <laughs> no, they don't make me cry? <laughs> question mark? No, if a high school boy is crying in front of me, yeah, that's... You're done? I'm done. Okay. No matter what. That's, I mean, like, because they're, they're, you're like, probably like, oh, they're so vulnerable right now or whatever, and you're crying at that. And I'd be like, rub some dirt on it, you're fine. <laughs> <laughs> you're such a good dad. I am. That's why I don't have boys right now, you know. So Only I, reason. Exactly. You know, God's <laughs> like, he can't handle it. So we'll give him girls. We'll be good. <laughs> okay. Oh, so say you invent time travel. Yep. What time are you going back to? Oh, man. So like, okay, this is like super stereotypical. 
So, you say Jesus? Yeah, but like, but <laughs> how could you not though? Like, you can see him when you die. No, but I want to go back and see like the miracles and stuff. The miracles would be super cool to see. Okay, know? whatever. I guess that's so, true. So like, there's that answer. Um, but am I only am I only able to go back in time, or can I go forward in time? Well, too? time travel. Yeah, I guess either way. Yeah, I mean, like, I would probably want to go forward in time. Too yeah, and like see, I don't know what happens in the future or something like that. But outside of that, I think it'd be interesting to go back and see like when, like my parents were young. I mm. think that that would be I get, kind of yeah, interesting. Yeah, I get that. Like, like if I could see like stuff that is familiar to me, like my my grandparents' house and like all of my aunts and uncles and stuff like that, and my parents and like just like go back and see their life, like how life was actually like. I think that'd be a really cool thing to see. Um, Outside of that, I don't want to go back in time ever. Because you're afraid that a butterfly effect thing will happen and then you'll doom all mankind? Yep, that for sure. Yes. I, no. <laughs> I actually, now that I think about it, the other thing that I would want to go back to, like, I would want to go way, like, like, ad, right after, like, Adam and Eve leave, leave the garden would be another place that I would oh, go. Like, yeah. I just, I, because, so, I took a class this last year, uh, on Genesis 1 through 11. And like, it, there's some weird stuff in there. Yeah. In Genesis 1 through 11. Oh, yeah. Yep. Like, before, like, basically stuff between Adam and Noah is like crazy weird stuff. And I think it'd be really interesting to see what life was like, like how different life was like back then. Yeah. Like what stuff looked like when people were living to be like hundreds and hundreds of years old too. Like how, what it, what does a 600 year old person look like? You right. Know, yeah. That'd be a place that I would go to. That's, you know. that's fair. I gave you like five answers. So you did count, but you know, like, but I get all of them. So I get the, like, I would want to go back and see what, um, what like early marriage of my parents was like. Right. Um, also just to see my dad had like a, a quintessential eighties mustache. Oh yeah. And so I would want to see that. You gotta see that. Cause I've only known my dad with a full beard. Yeah. And so I'd want to see that. Right. Um, my dad had a perm for a while. Ooh. You gotta see that. You know? Right. Yeah. There's, there's all of these things with our parents. Um, but I was thinking about this today as I was, I was looking up questions and I would like to go back to the reformation. Ooh. Yeah. That's like a good one too. granted the plague probably sucked. Right. Yeah, well, not probably it did. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> there's no probably I mean, recently lived through a pandemic you yeah know? Uh, and it was yeah. even worse then right because exactly. rats yeah but um because <laughs> rats it's the only thing that made it's a bumper sticker <laughs> waiting to happen because you know? rats yeah because rats if we ever do merch for this podcast that's gonna be the first Cause one. Rat. Okay. <laughs> we need a sponsor first then we can get merch fine that fridley that bob's fr produce ranch fridley minnesota Bob's on the Bro's corner Ranch. of University Avenue and Osborne Road. There we go. That's going to be that's going to be your first one and then we'll have that bumper sticker. There you go. Um but just to experience like Luther in his prime. Yeah. Cuz like we've read like especially you and I in in studying to be church workers and whatever. We did a lot of reading up about who Luther was, but to experience him yeah. in his prime of of changing Literally everything. Right. Um, I just want to know if he's as sarcastic and sassy yeah, as he say. often came across in his writings. Yeah. I was going to say that. Like, does he, does he, like, he comes across as, yeah, sarcastic and sassy. And then he also is just, like, really blunt and direct and, like, kind of mean sounding sometimes almost. Yeah. And so I, I want to just, like, is he a grumpy dude? Right. Like, especially as he gets older in his writings and stuff like that or like in his you know it's like was he just like grumpy all the time or was it just in some of his writings you know um but it, yeah it would be really cool to see his whole like life progression if you think about him as like before he had kind of this this grace by faith you know or by grace through faith insight that he has and he was like all about trying to do works righteousness right yeah i would be interested to see like what the transformation was for him before that kind of aha moment and then after and yeah. then how that looked different. So good answer, Sarah. Thank you. I thought about it for like two seconds. Yeah. Um, <laughs> wow. What are you implying, Sarah? <laughs> Nothing. So I'm going to give you an option. Do we want uh, one more 
serious question mm-hmm. or do we want one more ridiculous question? Can you make it Siri ridiculous? Siri ridiculous. So like could be ridiculous, but really has serious undertones. Exactly. Or something. I don't know. No, I don't know. You choose. I, I Am I like in charge now? No. Okay. Definitely not that. But, Great. You know. <laughs> Like I was no, just a, you have the questions. I'm saying which one is better? The which is the better question? I mean, I have one that's good and I think I can I would know your answer having spent time in your house with your children. Um That doesn't sound <laughs> creepy at all. <laughs> it's okay. You and your wife were there too. Um <laughs> Yes, that's true. Well, okay, no. I think the ridiculous will it'll be a short answer and then we okay. can end with the serious one. Perfect. If you could live in any kids show universe, which one would you live in? Okay. I want to know what you think <laughs> my answer is going to be. Cuz now I'm now I, now I'm like racking my brain for all of these kid shows that I would want to live in. I like <sighs> I don't know. The only thing that I can think of right now is Bluey. Yeah, that's what I thought you would say. But that's because that's just the only thing my kid is watching right now, (laughs) you know? (laughs) But it's like not, it's not a cool answer because it's just Australia, which yeah, like it'd be cool to live in Australia or something. It's not that you would just be living in Australia, but you would be living as a dog who lives in a cool house with that window to outside. Yeah, that's true. that, That is true. There is a uh, like a veranda like like breakfast bar thing that they have in that show that looks very cool, and so yes, thirty <laughs> year old Andrew wants a <laughs> breakfast veranda bar thing that goes out to his deck like they have in the show. <laughs> so there's there's your answer. I feel like I feel like my childhood just died by you asking me that <laughs> question. <laughs> You can't even think of any shows you watched as a kid. Not really, no. Like I was like Rocket Power, but like Oh, that would have been a cool show to live in. Yeah, but like the other it's like that's just like Southern California. You know? Yeah. Like there's I'm try I was trying to think of like a cool like oh, Dragon Tales. Oh. Like could you imagine yeah, like, you get really to like cool. go to a magical land or whatever and like yeah. you know, there's dragons. I don't know. Anyway. I yeah, I didn't even think of that one. Yeah. Cause I was gonna say Arthur. Oh, Arthur would be cool too. But see, all of these are just like regular places. But they're not. Do you have a bunch of aardvarks that walk around no, with okay. glasses? Uh, you don't. <laughs> or have a rat that teaches or a sassy Look, whatever rats. Francine is. Not Francine. What was the uh, the mean one? Muffy. Yes. Yeah. She's a monkey. She is? I don't know. I think so. They they all look like aardvarks to me, except the rat and uh, there's Buster. A, there's a deer. There's oh, like yeah, there specifically, is. I don't know what his name is, but there's a deer. And yeah, so you're not just living in these places, but you're like in the universe. Oh, did you ever go to Valley Fair when there was like Berenstain Bears like town? Yeah, pronounce it right. What is it? Berenstain. What? Yeah, there's this whole BuzzFeed article about how it's... Berenstain? Berenstain, and we've been pronouncing it wrong all of these years. Wow, Okay. Berenstain. Yes, nah, I'm going Berenstain still. <laughs> anyway, yes, they, I I went to Berenstain. So here is so they had this like house. It was like the Berenstain Bears house, and I remember going there, and they had stairs to the upstairs, but there was like a glass thing that you like couldn't actually go up there. Yeah, and I thought it would be the coolest thing in my life to go upstairs. I don't know why, but you know, I did. That's what it's like to be a kid. <laughs> So you would live in the Berenstein Bears world, maybe Bluey, so that you could have a cool breakfast nook. Correct. Or Rocket Power, so you could live in so the, and Dragon Tales. Yeah. All so basically <laughs> every popular story, show. The moral of the story is that I can't make decisions <laughs> and I just give you eighteen <laughs> answers for things. Yes. yes. You're getting to know the co host of the Disciples <laughs> Mike. Um, okay, so we'll end with this and we'll see how quickly we can get through this question. It's fine. Um, what are we at, like an hour now or something like that? Well, you know how we recorded like 15 minutes yeah. before? Right. It's thrown off of to how much yeah. time we've been talking. That's cool. Uh, it's fine. So I was, um, I was thinking about this today 
and I don't remember why I was thinking about this. Uh, but, but Andrew, why do you think that people struggle with parts of the Bible? What do you mean by parts of the Bible? Like hard verses or like things like that? Yeah. Um, hmm. I think that... I think that ultimately it's this, the wanting to, it goes back to wanting to like make sense of everything and to like, we need, we should recognize first and foremost that like we are creatures made by God. And so we have, we have limitations, but we as humans, we don't typically like to talk about or think about what those limitations are. We would rather be sort of unlimited in, um, in what we think or in what we do. And specifically, we want to kind of have the answers to everything. And so I think that sometimes there's things in the Bible that we read that are that are difficult for us because we can't reconcile them with our own kind of logic or reason or thinking. Mm. Um, and I think that gets even worse when you take culture and like what culture, how culture shapes and forms us and kind of changes our perceptions on things. When you take that into consideration um, and start to think about how that like affects how we square things and why we square things in our mind, um, it makes it really difficult for parts of the Bible to make sense, you know. And then you take into th- into consideration things like, you know, how God acts in the Bible. And the I don't know the the most classic example is probably you go to the ways that God works and moves in the Old Testament and some of the things that happen there. That's like, how could, how could a loving God do that type of a thing? I think that those are the mysteries of God that we have, where we have to say, we need to let God be God and, mm. and we are his creatures. And, um, and that's what I love about kind of our theology is that we are willing to say, you know, uh, I don't get it all. I don't understand every aspect of what it is of what it is that God does but what I do know what I do see is I see that he is a God who has made some pretty incredible promises has put his money where his mouth is in some pretty incredible grace-filled ways most specifically that he chose to dwell inside of his son's Colossians inside of his son Colossians 1 right Mm. so he has not only made promises but he has actually put himself into this situation that we're in and he has um he's been willing to to go to incredible lengths to show that love to us and for us and so what we look at is the kind of the revealed god and we allow the hidden god to remain hidden um until he reveals all if he reveals all to us but that's what we're called to ultimately is to be his children to to trust and to love him um for who he is um regardless of if we understand that or not. So, I don't know. I think that that's, I think that when we talk about the Bible uh, and try to square everything away with our human rationale and our human reasoning, I don't know if we're able to necessarily do that perfectly this side of um, Jesus coming back. So, I Side note, I like how quickly we transitioned from giving 18 answers of how, <laughs> what kids show university to want to live in to to this one that yes. was see this is this is the the sneaky part of the podcast <laughs> you have to wade through like 18 minutes of garbage talking about <laughs> tv show kids t- cartoon tv show stuff to get to like one solid theological nugget, <laughs> you know. so but we have a little something for everyone we, re- we really do but but like that makes sense and and i was thinking too that it's um we don't like to be told that we need to do better and that we need to mess up as I'm sitting here wearing a hat that is yelling, do better do at better. you every yes. time you look at me. Right. Um, but, but I think that there are, we don't like to be convicted. I think that's the word that, that yeah. I am looking for. And so you can read, um, especially in the new Testament, but in the old Testament too, of, of these convicting things from Jesus being like, yeah, you think it's okay to, um, just only love the people that are easy to love. no, I need you to love the people that are hard to love and yeah. I need you to to forgive and and all of these things. 
And, and so I think that sometimes people shy away from those verses because they don't, they don't like what it's doing inside their heart because they don't realize right. that we aren't called to live in that place of, of anger and um, hatred and resentment, but we're called to look past those things. Right. And like so many of this is conversations I have with students too, right? Of, of figuring out, of telling them, okay, cool. You, you can be angry at this person in this moment, yeah. but you don't get to stay angry at that person right. because of all of these passages that show us that Jesus has called us to be different. Right. Yeah. And I think that you look at, you look at that reality where Jesus calls us to that. And, and the reality is, is that we can't do it. Right. Mm-hmm. And we need to rely on the Holy Spirit. We need to rely on Christ and his teaching to be able to sort of show us the way and to, to lead us and guide us. And what that ultimately is, is this, la- like it's this letting go of control, which we love control, right? We love to be able to say, like to be able to control our own lives in yeah. every aspect, including our salvation, you know? Uh, and so I think that that's, that's exactly kind of what you're saying too is like, in order to, to do the things that we're called to, we need to let go of that control um, to be able to, to follow Jesus the way that, we, that we're called to do. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, and like we're, we're wrapping up, um, and I, would, I was notorious for making fun of Daniel for not knowing what button is what. Yeah. Um, but now that I'm at the, the helm of this podcast ship, Correct. Um, I'm nervous I'm going to hit the, the wrong button and not play our exit music. I was waiting for this moment in the entire <laughs> podcast. <laughs> Just because I so thought this the last time <laughs> when I listened to I'm like, she's making fun of him. And, and she's it's going to be, be person, me. And now it's going to be funny. So we're going to try. Okay. I'm going to hit this one. Yep. Oh, I got it. Wow. I. You're a professional. I take that. Dan- I'm kidding, Daniel. <laughs> I am kidding, my friend. I really, um, I, w- I, I would love to have Daniel on this podcast. Oh, I think we should. We totally should. We'll yeah. make it happen. Yeah. Um. If you enjoyed this, <laughs> the the ramblings of Sarah and Andrew, get excited. This is what you've got for the next season. Yes, and we promise that other episodes are going to be more directed and more diving into stuff that might be actually interesting to people more than cartoon shows and stuff. But Hopefully. Yeah. Hopefully. But we promise to have fun at the same time. Yeah. So if you liked this, uh, make sure you leave a review for us on, on Apple Podcasts. Um, and I'm excited to, to be back at it with you. And Andrew, I'm excited to have you uh, in this with me. And I think that's all. Yeah, I'm excited too. It's going to be fun. And I'm wondering how long this exit music is going to go. It's done now. Perfect. <laughs>